Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Individuality Unleashed. I'm your host today, which is fun. I don't usually get to be the host, but I'm Megan Krasinski. I lead the product marketing team here at Wonderkind, and I'm joined today by my lovely colleagues, Amandine and Kate. And today's episode is really special because we will be honoring Women's History Month. So I'm so happy to have you both here today. And I will pass it over to Amandine first to give a little intro on herself, and then we'll introduce my co-host for today, Kate. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Great host today. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> so I'm Amandine Servin. I hope my name will be spelled out somewhere on the video so you know. <laughs> it will be. Right <laughs> um, I'm the VP of marketing here at Wonderkin. Um, I joined about four months ago, and I lead the, the amazing marketing team across the globe. Kate, love it. (laughs) So excited to be here. Um, My name is Kate Gilson. I am a customer success manager here at Wonderkin. So that means I get to work with clients across tons of different verticals on their marketing strategies. And I am also a co-lead of Wonder Women, our employee resource group. So, so excited to be here, celebrate Women's History Month and have a conversation. Yes, such amazing women leaders here today. So, so excited. Um, but we're going to kick off with Amandine. We're kind of putting you in the hot seat today. I hope you're ready for it. The senior one. You are the senior <laughs> one. It comes with the title and we love you for it. Um, but let's start off with what inspired you to pursue a career in marketing and what led you here to lead the marketing team at Wonderkind? Good question. I actually started my career not in marketing. So I started in the fashion industry. So fun. (laughs) Love it. I was a buyer. So I was buying a collection for the brand I was working for. Um, And then I decided to try and work in the US. And that's (laughs) where I started in marketing. So I started my career in the event side of marketing. I was working for a company that was doing trade shows at the time. Um, And I spent five years here. Um, And it was a great introduction to marketing to start with events because that's where you actually connect with your buyers. Totally agree. You can start to work, like talk with them, understand the pain point, and not just by signals and data, like actual conversation. Yes. Um, And then I I continued my career in marketing. I moved to other uh, industry and I ended up um, about 10 years later in the marketing tech industry, uh, working for an ESP okay. at the time. Um, and what I found very interesting to work in a marketing tech company, being in marketing, is that you actually understand <laughs> the pain point of, <laughs> of your the buyer. Because you're in the same position. Yep. You understand um, the technology they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also understand the type of trigger and data point that you need to make sure you cover when you build sure. a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. You understand what's important in the balance between the creative, the content, and um, the mechanics that you need to put in place. So that's why um, it was really, really a, an interesting path for me to keep on working in the marketing sure. tech in a marketing position. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, I would say that's part of my favorite job here at Wonderkin too, is talking to all of our amazing clients. Cause like you said, 
we understand their pain points and we understand their needs because we're marketers ourselves. So it's uh, it's definitely fun. Times it doesn't feel like work, but you know, of course. It is work, exactly. so. <laughs> yes. yep. but it is fun, um, but cool. So it's really interesting to hear, obviously, your background. You live in France. Yes. You lead a global team. So I'm just curious, are there any noticeable differences in terms of culture, especially as it pertains to females in, you know, like French operated businesses versus the U.S.? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next question. Yes, question. Um, there are a lot of differences in general, mm -hmm. um, but if you look at female um, specifically, I guess the French country is a very regulated country mm -hmm. where we've got a lot of laws. And um, a good thing is that there has been a lot of laws put in place a decade ago to help with female and male equity in the workspace. Love so that. One of those were, was making sure there was equity on um, the government between male and female. So we start to see more and more female um, politician leaders come into the government. And that led to also apply that to... Um, the private space on company boards. So there's a law that forces company to have an equity between male and female leaders. Okay. Same. And then there's some, I guess, more transparency in general. So there's an index that's public where you can see what's the equity of salary between male and female. Wow. So whenever you want to apply for a job, you can also look at those type of index to make your decision, should I go work for this company that treat male and female same way or another one? Wow. That's amazing. Love that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Kate, how do, we, how do we get the U.S. index for that? Because I think we need it. every woman in America would rally behind that. So that's definitely really inspiring to hear. So, you know, noticing those differences between how France operates and the U.S. operates, you obviously have an amazing team of women who work um, in marketing in the U.S. How do you kind of transfer some of those more motivating insights to make it seem, I guess, you know, more fair here mm. in the U.S. for your team? Yeah, I guess it's um, when I look at the team, I apply almost the same principle as okay. for the same job. Male or female should be rewarded the same way. Amen. <laughs> and then I also think about the context of female go through pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Male don't. Mm. Yet. Um, <laughs> so we shouldn't penalize female for going through pregnancy Absolutely. and like mm -hmm. put a blocker to their career. Right. So if you work, if you do good work, pregnancy is a step in your life. Then when you come back, you should be able to get the same type of promotion that a male would get. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. Yeah. yeah, I love that so much. I uh, I was lucky enough to take my team, which is 
uh, primarily women, not all women, um, to Ab Week's Trailblazers Women event last year, which was amazing. There were so many inspiring women, so many inspiring stories, and a lot of conversations were brought up around motherhood. And uh, one of the CEOs of a brand we actually work with said, at times, I'm a better CEO than I am a mother, and at times, I'm a better mother than I am a CEO. And that really resonated with me because I think women are always often asked about balancing work and life, especially as it pertains to motherhood. And I definitely don't think it's a balance because, in fact, it would always be lopsided between yeah. your personal life and your work life. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think I it really resonates. I'm not a mother, but that particular statement, I was like, wow, that's really strong because you just got to accept that some days you're better at other things than Definitely. you are. Yeah. yeah. I'm a mom, so i got two kids. <laughs> They're young. And same to your point. It's like, how do you balance your life in general? Not just like work no. and life. Yeah. Uh, because your priority that day might be set and you think, okay, I'm going to work on that all day long. And then up oh, all of a sudden your kid is sick, so you got to change. So maybe you failed a little bit at yeah. work. Yeah. But you actually did a good job at home. Your priority at that yeah. time was your kid. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Um, cool. Well, I think I'm gonna pass over to Kate. Yes, thank you. Maybe both of us in the hot seat. Yes, <laughs> yes love. And I know I I so resonate with that as someone who doesn't have kids. I feel like just embracing the fact that we wear a lot of hats and like we might be wearing one all day or we might be wearing ten hats in one day and like that's okay. You know, we don't need to split things up completely evenly or put so much pressure on ourselves to do like one thing perfectly. That's something I am constantly trying to remind myself of. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So moving on, <laughs> I, um, I know we just touched on some inspiration, inspirational women in the space, the CEO, you mentioned Megan, and then also politicians. I feel like I, as a poli sci major and just also like mm. someone alive and following politics in, <laughs> in this day and age. Like How I can am, you not? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So inspired by uh, female politicians. But I am very curious if you both have any um, particular female role models that you really look up to in, in this space. Um, I can certainly start. Um, I have various ones in the space. One I'm following in particular is Allie K. Miller, she used to be the global head of machine learning at AWS. Um, she's now just an AI entrepreneur, advisor, investor. Um, I follow a lot of her posts, especially with everything going on in the market in terms of AI, ChatGPT, just like everything that's going that's on. Wild. It's obviously in our marketing world. It's all we hear about is the buzz word of the moment. But She's just really smart, and I learn most of my knowledge about what's happening in AI through her, which I think is really badass. Um, but outside of the industry, I feel really lucky that in my personal life, I'm surrounded in the theme of being badass by a lot of badass women. <laughs> yes. um, my older sister is a two-time CEO and founder of two companies, very successful companies in the durable medical equipment world. Um, she is my constant go-to for advice. 
She's also a mother of three kids. She's navigated a ton in her career. She also has a PhD. I don't know how she does it all. It's wild. So I feel very lucky there. And then my younger sister, in just kind of the spirit of women, empowerment, different careers, she's a chemist. And she creates the perfumes and scents for a lot of the products that we probably all use today, which is really cool because you kind of don't think about when you pick up like a deodorant or soap or laundry detergent, who's behind it, right? And my sister does that. And uh, she's really transformed her industry in terms of being actually aligned completely with marketing being more data-driven and being smarter about the perfumes they create. Um, Her and I are like night and day. I remember starting my college career and saying like, oh, I'm going to be in the medical field. (laughs) Like I could be a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. I take my first chemistry class. I think I got a nine on my exam. I don't even know if they can give scores that low, (laughs) but I certainly got it. And um, I went to my advisor and she's like, maybe the whole chemistry world isn't for you. And then my sister is a chemist. So (laughs) it's just kind of funny to have these different perspectives on work life and different fields. So I feel really lucky. And even outside my family, just by nature of my career and getting to work in a lot of really cool industries. I've spent most of it in MarTech, but I've worked in publishing, e-commerce, SaaS, obviously. Um, I've made a lot of great friends, and I have such a strong network of such amazing women that, honestly, that's probably one of the biggest joys in my life is the relationships I've built at work and the strong network of women I get to surround myself with. And I've even created such friendships at Wonderkind um, that I think they're truly a match, especially in adulthood. You spend so much of your time at work that these are the people that you can relate to the most. Mm -hmm. So even outside of like, there's so many amazing women trailblazers blazers, especially in our field. But I feel really lucky that I have my own personal network of badass women <laughs> I get to hang out with. So do we get a badass that. badge? Um, uh, we I need will, them. We'll make right. them right after this. <laughs> but I'll pass it over to you, Amdi. Oh, well, yeah. I guess, yeah, you mentioned like politician. There's one, you probably don't know it because she's French. Her name is Simone Veil. She was a survivor of the Nazi camp. She became a politician um, and she fought for legal right to abortion, which wasn't an easy path at the time in the 60s, where it was obviously still a lot of like religion pressure, obviously a lot of like memories again, like the Nazi memories still there. And she was like threatened, like her life was threatened through the process. And she went on and like she did it. And now we've got the law, obviously, of abortion is legal. Mm -hmm. We're now even like we talked about cultural differences, like in France, trying to put that in the Constitution as one of uh, the amendments. So no one can actually take that out anymore. Um, So she she was one. Wow. Um, And then in the space, I guess, um, Sheryl Sandberg Obviously, she worked for Meta, not a company people like or don't like Meta. We won't judge the company. Mm -mm. But she was one of the first female in a um, board of such a big tech company. 
Um, yep. And she fought a lot for equal pay uh, between men um, and women. Um, so in that sense, I think like she brought a lot to the female condition. Absolutely. Yeah. She was even paid more than Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's doing fine. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> Love it. Love. Yeah. No, I mean, Megan, to your point, I feel the same way. I feel so incredibly lucky that I have been able to work, but also just like no inspiring women in my yes. life. Um it's funny because I feel like when I was first getting started in my career, I felt so intimidated by women in the workplace. And I think taking a zoomed out approach, like someone, my ultimate role model, like my forever queen <laughs> is my mom. And yeah. she just like embodies every, like everything that I want to be and so many qualities that I look up to. Like I can definitely look at things with a more emotional lens and okay. she is so rooted in logic. And I think just being able to recognize and celebrate our differences as women and, and look up to each other for those things, like yep. that has helped me grow so much, you know, and, and, and not even looking at it as like, this person's doing this differently. So they're better or worse. Oh, it's totally. just like, they're doing it differently. And why would I not be interested in that? And at least, you know, explore it, even if it might not work perfectly with the way that I am just being able to like chat with yep. and, meet women internally and externally and and kind of break down those barriers. I think it can definitely be intimidating to approach someone that you that you don't know or maybe they're a lot more senior than sure, you are. Yeah. But I think just remembering that like we're all people at the end of the day. You know, we <laughs> we, we should are. have these conversations, meet each other, and there doesn't need to be this high barrier to entry just because someone's, you know, more senior than mm. you internally or externally. Absolutely. And yes, shout out to my mom too, because she's probably watching this podcast. <laughs> and now that Kate gave such a wonderful shout out, I feel like I should do the yeah, same. All the family. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I will be getting an angry text later. <laughs> cool. So moving on to our next question, um, what advice would you both give, you know, younger women that are really interested in a career in marketing technology? Um, and do you have any thoughts on sort of skills or qualities that, that could set them up for success? I, I think in general, um, female tend to not apply to a job if they think they don't meet hundred percent of the criteria listed yes, on the definitely. on the job description. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that earlier today, yeah. like why men will go for it and try. Always. Female always want to hit perfection. Like I need to make sure I'm like checking the box everywhere. Yeah. So just like by doing like you think you could potentially fit, just go for it. Mm -hmm. In in Martech or any type of uh, industry. And then I get on the qualification it also depends on like what type of function mm -hmm. you're targeting right but if i think about marketing in general people have that thinking of marketing is like the balloons and the colors and adjectives like the drinks and <laughs> yeah like how are you you're gonna spend so much time on finding one word yes <laughs> and actually i think i spend like 80 percent on my day on data so right. Yes. Don't think that you can't be a marketer if you're an analytical person. You be a Should be. very good marketer. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, marketing started as a data-driven field, and I think that gets 
lost on some teams. That's why I'm personally so excited that Amandine is here, that she spends 80% of her day <laughs> on data. Yeah. We still like the balloons, but you know, yes. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be everything. Um, but I love what you said about the job description. I completely agree. I think I am definitely guilty of that. I think every performance review I've had in my career has said something like, it's a good is okay. Don't you don't always have to strive for perfection. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> but right? Like you have so many competing priorities. Um, sometimes good is sufficient, especially in the workforce. Um, I think in terms of skills, this is probably where um, it's slightly different for product marketing, but I always look for three qualities. One, empathy. Um, we're a very cross-functional team, so we deal with a lot of um, different personalities, different requirements. So you really have to be someone who's kind of patient and understanding. Um, two, I have, I have to look for people who have very strong written and communication mm -hmm. skills because that is literally like 80% of our job. Um, and the third one, I would definitely say strong interpersonal skills. I often joke that my team also needs to be a therapist in addition to, you know, why does the product not work? Why does this not mm -hmm. function the way it should? Why wasn't this delivered three weeks ago? And it's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you <laughs> always have to be very sympathetic to everyone's needs. Um, I know marketing is also <laughs> like that. Why haven't we thrown this event? Why haven't we done mm -hmm. X? Um, but those are definitely three mm. key things. And I've noticed that my team has been incredibly successful. We've even done like um, strength finder assessments. And I've noticed that my team often has those type of skills. So um, it's definitely a product marketing quality. Um, also being very type A helps too. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah. I also feel like part, like something that I love about working in, you know, the, the tech marketing field is just that it's so dynamic. Like things change every day, every week, every year. And to just bring it back to like reading a job description, it's like you might apply for a job and that that job could be completely different a year from now. Of course. I mean, yeah. I think about that. I um prior to Wonderkind, I was on the on a digital team um for a very traditional um advertising company where digital was not necessarily their primary focus. And when COVID hit, everything moved to digital. So my job changed a lot yeah. in 2020. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that was in that job description when I was hired in 2019. So, no. you know, I think I, I I just think that that looking at a job description really is sort of a place to jump off. And like, if I'm generally interested in this, why not yeah, shoot why my not? shot? I I just yeah, I'm I'm so on board with like not needing to check every single box. Love that before Your taking example, the leap. Kate. Yeah. <laughs> So on the topic of dynamic workplaces with a lot of change and a lot of challenges, um, I, I'm curious, Megan, if you have had any sort of particularly challenging um, oh. experiences in, in the workplace <laughs> and how you kind of tackled those. Yeah, I um, I have a good one. I know I've shared with Amandine before. Um, yeah, so I've had an interesting career, um, especially being a woman. I started as a technical writer, so I started – um, working with engineering teams, which um, shout out all to all the women engineers now. But when I started, I won't tell how long ago, um, there were not very 
many women on the tech floor. We basically sat in the basement. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had to really navigate being one of the only few women in a very male-dominated space. I eventually went on to pursue a career in product management, which I, I loved. I spent so much time documenting how software worked that I wanted to be influential and actually building it. Mm. I was like, I have so much more to offer. So I was at a startup that eventually got acquired by a larger company. So my very, very small product team, I think there were like two or three of us, um, then became a team of about 40. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, and we had an onsite together. And I walked into the room and it was about 40 males. <laughs> And me. <laughs> and as soon as I walked in, they said, oh, sweetie, which was also nice. Um, are you lost? And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm exactly where I need to be. It's that right up front. Um, and it was, I think, a culture shift for everyone. The company that acquired a startup that was honestly a hundred-year-old company. It was kind of crazy. Um, and then eventually I went on to lead that product team a few years later. So it was, it was a very cool moment in terms of my career and kind of navigating this space. And it's been so cool to see so many more women. We even have such an incredible uh, team of such strong product women here at Wonderkind. Um, I, I decided that I actually liked marketing products more than I liked <laughs> building them. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's a story I reflect on a lot and I try to share whenever I can because I think it is really important that women, no matter how intimidating, always should have a seat at the table. Yeah. Great example. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it happens all the time. All though. the time. Yeah. yeah. And still happens, but I do feel like we are making a lot of positive yeah. changes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's like, I don't know, think, thinking about that, you know, we, we can only control our side of the field. So it's like, yeah. there are definitely going to be people that say things like that. And, you know, as you were telling that story, I'm sitting here like, I literally cannot believe that that happened. Wild, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah, I know. But, you know, expecting the unexpected, I, I do feel like is just a general like life best practice. But yeah. also, you know, it's it's about how you react. And I love that you <laughs> that you weren't just like, oh, like, OK, you know, yeah. justify. Yeah, yeah. Upset about it later. It's like, yeah, no, like you like this person said something inappropriate and incorrect and like they should know. Oh, yeah. No, I think my family immediately was like not at all surprised. And I'm sure they were very sorry that they said that to you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I know I feel like us women could write a book, all of us, oh, yes. I guess, oh, on yeah. navigating our careers. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, well, thank you for the question, Kate. <laughs> it's always fun to share that story. Um, I'm going to pivot back to Amdi. Mm -hmm. um, so talking a lot today, I think we touched on this earlier um, about balance, which there isn't a lot of, but how do you prioritize your time, especially working across time zones? Yep. Oh, I just thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> and your priorities at home. Do you have any tips for the viewers on, I don't want to say maintaining like a healthy balance, but 
Just any advice you have? White wine. White wine. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Mine's but red. from th Thursday only <laughs> to the end of the Oh, yeah. Weekends only, right? <laughs> yeah. I have work um, <laughs> I guess. I guess I think you, you said that, like, thinking about what you do and the impact and, like, can you actually prioritize better, like... I'm just going to say that, but we're not saving lives. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not a heart surgeon. Nobody's going to die <laughs> if my team doesn't deliver something sure. in the hour. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I guess, like, pushing that message to myself and to my team so they understand, like, they need to do good and yes. not perfect all the time. <laughs> I know. It's the worst but best advice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then for myself, I guess it's, I think it actually helps you understand what's important because mm -hmm. they've got needs and they're, they're young. So they get their needs that you can't like push forward too much. Yes. Um, and then the time zone is really about making sure that you allocate time, plan. I do a lot of planning. Like, okay. and <laughs> I hope. And I feel like being a mom helped me plan even better. We discussed a little bit, like, I think the best candidate <laughs> yeah. are moms because they can multitask. Totally. They can prioritize. You can see, like, I mean, have you ever sit in a room full of people yelling at you, your children, <laughs> and, like, not lose your temper? Mom can do that. I know. It's wild. It's incredible. Yeah, that's why I love being the aunt, but... <laughs> I get to return them at the end of the day. But I totally, I totally agree. All my sisters and the women in my life who are moms, you guys are next level. It's uh it's really such a difficult Yeah. I mean it's it's great that we can do all those things now as like female. Yeah. But it also has this counterpart, which means like you gotta manage several life at once. Yes. Um you're responsible so, for humans. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I manage, like, I plan a lot and also want to make my decision, like, when you talked about your, um, um, the story you talked about, walking into a room and say, sweetie. Yeah. Like, when I become a mom, people tend to take the decision for me or, like, oh, you can't go because you've got children. Yeah. I'm like, mm. sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. What? I know how to manage my life. So, I totally. um, like, making sure people understand, like, you've got a plan. Mm-hmm. It's always, I, I watched that movie, I don't know the name in English, um, the one with the William sister, um, the tennis player. Oh, yeah, Serena. Yeah, and so yeah. the father was like, if you don't, ha if you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. And, it's mm -hmm. all, and that's how I manage my balance in life, always plan. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So important. Yeah, my sister just went back to work after her child was born, and she's always like, it, she happens to be a girl, so she's always like, oh, I'm doing this. It's tough, but I'm doing this because I want to make my daughter proud one day. And I was like, yeah, it's so important. Yeah. So so nice to hear your perspective on that. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I feel like moms <laughs> could write a book about times they've had to quickly pivot oh. based on their children. My my mom definitely has some funny stories about me. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to do that too. And it can accommodate me. Work. Yeah. <laughs> it applies so much to the work world too. Um, cool. Well, we've had such a good conversations today. I have one more question for the both of you. Um, how do you think we can work together to promote more equality and diversity in the workplace and in our industry? 
Um, I think going back to what I talked about, like the French law being different than yes. yeah, I think they understanding where you stand, data, and making sure that data is available, transparency helps everyone. Because mm -hmm. at least you know what's the path forward and you can show progress. Yep. I think that, that helps everyone and not just female versus male, everyone. Mm -hmm. Yep, I totally agree. Are you Kate? I totally agree with that. I feel like I feel like there needs to always be a marriage of like data and then also conversation. So I think I think just having conversations with people, um, educating yourself, understanding what what different people are doing in different roles in different spaces. Um, I always think back to a friend of mine who is a uh, computer who's a computer engineer, and he he was saying that you know. He was inspired to learn how to code because he and all of his friends spoke about it. And that was just not something that yeah. I've ever done with with a friend is, mm -hmm. is talk about coding. And, you know, he he even said he said it really it really bummed him out to think about how so many women that he knows find that space so daunting to enter just because it's never been framed as a, like a you're kind of learning a new language and this is fun. And if yeah. you hate it, you you can stop doing it. Um so I think, yeah, just having conversations about things that you don't know about, being transparent, and also just kind of being fearless. I think that it's so easy to get intimidated by other people, you know, especially if they're more senior than you or working in a completely different space and you kind of feel like you don't know how to speak their language. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all doing our best and people yes. love to talk about themselves and their own experiences. I I know I do. So I think just, <laughs> just being open and being curious is is so important too. Completely agree. I think fearless is that adjective that should be always used. Badass, you mean? Yeah, and badass yes. to market women. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, this was so much fun. I want to thank Amandine and Kate for joining me today on Individuality Unleashed. Um, I'm obviously biased, but I think this was one of our best episodes. Um, I also want to do a plug. Um, we at Wonderkin partner with so many amazing women-founded brands like JLo Beauty, The Queen, um, DVF, which we just did an amazing case study with, so be on the lookout for that. And we'll also be at Women in Retail next month. Uh, I will be on stage with one of our partners, Bandier, so please be on the lookout out. If you're there, come and say hi to us. Um, otherwise, we will see you on the next episode of Individuality Unleashed. Um, and thank you for joining us today. Yeah.